Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining us for episode number eight. And this episode, you're really going to love it. It is here to reassure you and to take the fear out of your divorce. And, you know, this week has been kind of hard for me. And there are lessons all around us. And I say it's hard because I lost my dear uncle. We just had the funeral yesterday and he was my cowboy uncle. So all of you listeners who know my love of horses and how I do things for my barn, um, you know he had an impact on my life. But when I say that there are lessons all around us that can help us and even help comfort us through the divorce process, When I was at the funeral, I thought about, I wish I would have asked him more. He was this Vietnam vet, this old, you know, cowboy, tough guy, and just had this beautiful heart. And when I looked around at the funeral, it hit me. Um, He had gone through hospice, and when he, um, he had welcomed back the woman who had left him, left him and his three children when they were young, left him to raise them on his own. She came back into his life. He was kind and forgiving. And, you know, it was so touching because she had had um, other children that loved him as well. Uh, One of them was the pallbearer at the funeral. So to see this family because of his forgiving heart and because he was open to just love people it worked out you know and we just like I said we see it all around us that you can get through this and you can have um you know a loving relationship and it doesn't have to be a broken mess it can be a loving family no matter what it looks like so that just really hit me and and meant a lot to me. So today's episode is perfect because we have um, Brian Burns, who's such a talented uh, marriage and family therapist. I have used him often and he is going to help us today. He's going to give us a whole bunch of information. He kind of starts out by telling us how he has helped people decide if they actually even do want a divorce and how to look through that and he helps them through that journey then we talk about the kiddos and I think you're gonna find it you know there's no easy answer but I think it's gonna be reassuring to know that your kids are gonna be okay so we're looking forward to to this interview Kim and I are so here it comes I'm Lisa Koski, and I'm here with Kim Geiken, and we are so thankful today that we have a family and marriage therapist, not just any, it's Brian Burns, and 
Brian, I don't know if you know this, but you were the guy that people always told me to use when I was first starting out in this. And I had people that needed uh, some therapy or a lot of times when I do a consult, people aren't really sure if they want to go through a divorce. And so then I send them to Brian and he does something um, like discernment. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to let him talk about that more. But I just want to say, Brian, you really are well known in this field. And we're so thankful that you're here because Kim and I really want to make divorce less scary for people. Mm -hmm. We want to kind of break it down and having you here to kind of explain some things is going to be really helpful. And, you know, I kind of funny story. I remember when I was first starting out, kind of not knowing as much what I'm doing, not that I always do now, but I had a case that was going to be a child inclusive case. I kind of didn't know what that was. And I knew that I had to use Brian and I called him up and I was like, oh, you know, we got this, we got to include this child. So what do you, you know, so I think they'll come to the meeting and he's like, oh no, that's not how we do it. <laughs> you know, he said, I'll meet with the child. I'll find out what their needs are and I'll represent that child in the mediation. I'm like, well, that totally makes sense. So you taught me there. Okay. Um, I love learning from you and I'm excited to learn from you today. So Kim and I are just going to ask you some questions, but I think I told you that what I love the most when people come on is to kind of hear their story mm -hmm. about how did you end up being the family therapist, the, mm -hmm. the go-to guy for all of us? <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks, Lisa. That's very kind. I don't think of myself as the go-to guy <laughs> in, the, in the community. Um, but I have been doing this for quite a while, so I can see how people may have heard of Brian here and there. Um, but I have been a marriage and family, so marriage and family therapist since 2000, so over 20 years. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I do have a bit of a story. I started out, I knew from a young age that I wanted to be uh, a family, young as in teenager, family therapist, marriage therapist. I come from an intact, um, really family-oriented, uh, close-knit uh, nuclear family. So I thought that was, you know, the way to go and great. And I need to make sure everyone else does that too. So that was your calling is that at that young age, no. you, you did you see things crumbling around you and you knew what you had? No, not at all. I just, um, just with that, I guess that kind of value system was instilled so strongly. Um, and also, I mean, I don't want to get too too lengthy in talking about me here, but I'm, oh, we don't care. We like to hear it. I, uh, I, I I didn't realize this till later. I'm a pretty nosy kind of um, like to be important. So if people talk to me about their problems, it made me feel better, which is, <laughs> which is not like what you want in a therapist. But um, I recognize that about myself and, and we all need to do our own work. So yeah. that that's uh, an aspect I realized later. But so anyways, I went to, to school and graduate school and got a degree in psychology and in marriage and family therapy and and set out to save the world um, <laughs> in terms of from a marriage standpoint. Um, and I worked initially for seven or eight years, mostly with kids and fam kids and parents, uh, common childhood problems, ADHD, behavioral management issues, family stress. But right out of the gates, just bombarded with um, divorce. Uh, you know, nine out of every 10 families that I worked with was impacted in some way by divorce. 
going through it, had gone through it, um, part of a blended family. Uh, so, you know, this in this really naive way, um, I recognized that I needed to start to learn more um, about divorce and how that impacts kids and get it on my radar, frankly, uh, as, it, as, as anything, uh, as something other than we need to avoid this at all costs. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So I started to learn and started to uh, incorporate um, what I was learning into my into my work with kids. I um, went so far as to to lead and teach and facilitate groups for kids, support groups for kids going through divorce, um, teaching classes for parents uh, who were going through mand mandatory classes for parents going through divorce, uh, parenting classes. And then I got burned out on kids um, and transitioned to to uh, full time. I got burned out on kids. Transitioned to to working with parents because it's like this is kind of a shit show, um, and and it's really affecting the kids badly. And I don't mean that in a judgmental way. It's just mm -hmm. it, um, as a child therapist, it just got really heavy. You know, and Brian, that is you know Kim's doing a beautiful job. That is one of the main reasons we love mediation because mm -hmm. you need to be united with your kids. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, we hear you because it's going to be painful. Um, I just like, this is this, like, I feel like I'm dealing with the aftermath. I want it. I want to be part yeah. of the solution more on the front end. And initially that was for me married, like to be really the best marriage therapist that I could be. So I dove into that um, and I think got really confident and competent and did good work, but of course then recognized, well, this isn't always meant to be like marriage. Every marriage isn't meant to last. Um, not every marriage is going to be healthy for every person. And sometimes the best solution is a, is a healthy divorce. So that about 12 years ago, I started to want to work with with parents um, in the divorce process and figure out how I could do that as a therapist. And I could go on and on about the different you know ways that I've discovered to do that, um, depending on how much you want to know. But you know, I'm really I am curious because I've had I've had couples that have actually come to me after seeing you, and they said we went through discernment um, counseling with Brian Burns. Mm -hmm. So can you just explain, I don't know, Kim, do you know anything about discernment? Kim's no. Okay. Nope. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. Okay. So I'll try to make this um, concise. Uh, discernment counseling is for couples where one or both mem um, members of the couple are ambivalent about whether or not fixing the marriage is the right answer. Um, so someone's unhappy, um, and typically then you'd go to marriage counseling, but sometimes it's gotten so bad or, or gone so long that somebody's not sure they want to stay in the marriage. Mm -hmm. They're not sure they want to get out of the marriage. Mm -hmm. And so discernment counseling is intended to discern, to make that decision, to facilitate a conversation for each partner to make the decision for themselves because it's an individual decision about whether or not to, one, uh, work really hard at reconciliation. And through this conversation, uh, I gather, or we gather, 
good information to make a plan that's likely to be successful or more likely to be successful than had they not done discernment counseling to reconcile. The second option is um, separation or divorce. And that takes one person, of course, to decide. And when that's decided or the decision, um, I try to set them on the on a course to a healthy divorce, meaning setting them up with mediation or collaborative divorce attorneys or just good information. You know, please do not file for divorce without talking about it ahead of time. Right. You know, just basic stuff like that. Amen. So you so you can help them with that first step of the mediation process to really be clear. Mm-hmm. And that that's important to me because I do value marriage. And this is the thing I love having Kim mm-hmm. here and you here because I've been married for 30 years. So I get my stories from outside and can empathize and see it all around right. me. Right. But so that is the first. And I like you, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't know that I need to help people mm-hmm. work their way. And we like to see them heal through this process. So that that's big to us. So once they they figure that out and they and say and they have children, that becomes my next plan and the next most important thing and it usually is to the you know the parents too. So do you tell me and I know it's hard because everybody's different, but if you have like some bullet points, we know that working together, you know, not saying something bad about the other parent in front of the child. That, you know, we know all these things that can help, but do you have any any advice to help parents to ease their minds that they can go through this divorce process and their kids are actually going to thrive? You know, yeah. they're gonna, it's going to be painful, but what advice would you give them besides, you know, the, the obvious? Um, really good question. Um I, th- I, I think, um, well, and, and I don't know how obvious this is to, to your listeners. Um, it, it probably is to you. But um, what, what children need more than anything is to know that it's going to be okay, um, that, that things are going to be okay for them in, in the long run. And they don't know what that means. Nobody knows what that means specifically, but it's a feeling. Um, and we know it when we see it. And from or feel it, and from a parent. So, from a parenting perspective, um, you need, as a parent, to show that that feeling, to live that feeling, and to communicate that feeling that it's going to be okay. And I think that um, that takes your own work to know that even though this sucks, even though this is, even if you chose the divorce, it's not what you ever had would have wanted in your mm-hmm. life. Um, but that it's it's for even, even if you didn't want it, um, things work out, um, people heal, there's what you want in life and what you get in life, and they're not the same, and it's how you deal with it. And so sh- communicating that to the children and to each other, I think is really powerful. Um, there's lots of details, right? The schedule and how decisions right. are made and schools and transitions. And all of that is kind of, to me, I mean, it's important, but it's details that nobody remembers and the kids don't care that much about anyways. What they really care about is 
I mean, they do care. Right. In the end, they, what they really care about is to know that mom and dad got it, you know, like we, they can handle this, that I don't have to be the one to worry about it, even though yeah. I can, so I can be free to be a kid and complain and whine and. Right. And I, I love that because what you just said is going to make me better because I, you know, I don't know that I ever articulated it that way to parents. Mm -hmm. Quite simply, your children need to know everything's going to be okay. And so we need to coach them through it. Mm -hmm. I, I think I'm hoping that's a reassuring message and that parents feel like, yeah, I can do that. I don't know what the future is going to be like, and I really don't know for sure what the right schedule is. Right. Um, and it's complicated and it always changes, but I can figure out how to feel okay and make and, and communicate that to my kids. You know, and Brian, that just goes, we had a, my, my, I have a business coach and she talked about, and so if we can get those parents dealing with those feelings and, you know, kind of letting that come out, letting the, you know, changing their thoughts. Mm -hmm. That's what the coach talked about so that you can have those feelings, you know, mm -hmm. losing your being intentional about it. Mm -hmm. And and Kim, I do think, so Kim has done an amazing job, Brian, with her um, divorce and parenting together with her ex. And Kim, sure. I do think your kids feel like everything's going to be okay. And I feel like they maybe felt that way through it all, but you, you speak to that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I can't speak for them. And I've tried to communicate with my kids and be open, have the line of communication open uh, as much as possible with them. I can tell that they, there's probably times that they didn't want to share particular things or maybe particular feelings with me. And as mom, you're just, it's a fine line of pushing and right. you don't, you know, you don't want to probe too much because then they'll really not share, but you don't want to be absent and not ask questions either. So it's a delicate balance. I think overall that they're doing pretty well. Um, we just did a college visit with our oldest. Oh, wow. So, and that I had said to my ex, you know, when we were there, I'm like, man, this would be a really terrible situation if we couldn't stand each other. Um, so, and he agreed to it. You know, we just feel so lucky that we can be around and the kids don't have to feel like they can't talk about dad to me and vice versa. And we can be in the same facility and around each other. So we're really lucky. Um, Brian, have you noticed at all a shift over the years in divorce and how couples are dealing with it that they're willing to work more together for the benefit of the kids? Um, I think they're, so I, I've been cl more closely watching the last 12 years. So that's my frame of reference. And I think, yes, I think that more and more there's uh, an awareness out there about the effect of divorce on children and the, you know, popularity of, of, uh, friendly divorce or what is what did Gwen and Paul Thrust call it? The unconscious uncoupling. Yeah. Conscious uncoupling. Yes. Yeah. And 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 the uh the other title that I won't remember the Netflix uh yes movie last year that was I couldn't even watch it. It was so painful. Yeah. Um, uh but with Adam Driver and 
the actress about the bad. So I'm like writing your boat, Brian, because I watched it. I loved it. I can't remember the name of it. So we'll put that in the little notes. Yeah. Well, right. Um, but yeah, just like, Oh, just, um, I think the point of that is movie or one of it was to, to, to show how, how pink bad it, it can be and and the lawyers were off or one of them was awful i didn't again i had to stop because it was so bad <laughs> yeah. um so yes is the answer to your question i think that parents two shifts that i'm noticing um one is what you mentioned kim and the other is do-it-yourself um divorce is that um more and more you know every year it feels like more and more higher percentage of clients are wanting to do it without professionals, um, which I respect. And I think if I were in their shoes, I'm a do it yourself or two. So I get that. Right. Um, pros and cons. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And there are some people, I mean, I always give that as an option during a consultation because, mm -hmm. you know, when you work with, with our practice with Kim and I, you do um, in Minnesota and Wisconsin, you do get, you, we work on your divorce paperwork together. Um, you'll get legal information, but you're not going to get any advice. So it's not really like someone's holding your hand. So it's a little bit of both. Yeah. It's a little bit of a do it yourself. Um, and then a lot of times I can alert them to when they may want to call in an attorney. Yeah. And it's still saving time and money. And I think I always tell Kim this, and I probably said it before. Yes, you save a lot of money and you save a lot of time. But if I were to go through a divorce, I would do it this way and I would pay more because mm -hmm. of the integrity, mm -hmm. because of mm -hmm. the value of you're going to be running into that other person and you're just going to feel better. You're going to heal. Mm -hmm. So I just think and, and I'm not I mean, I love mediation. It's all I do. I also love I have lots of friends. We had Angela Hart on in collaborative mm -hmm. law. Mm -hmm. um, I know. I think I first learned about you from Angela. I yeah. think she, she utilizes you a lot too. So yeah. there are some other options and there are, we had Michelle Kinesan. She was an attorney that wants people to not fight it out. She wants, so, you know, there, I think there are a lot of attorneys kind of riding that wave as well. And I think, I mean, I don't want to get, but in this world today, I feel like there is so much conflict that this is one place that it could could start to change things. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. And Brian, in your experience, have you seen any children of divorce come back as adults? And has there been, you know, long lasting impact? Even if it's a good divorce, um, I can't imagine it doesn't affect them. And that's one thing I struggle with as a parent because sure. that I too came from a very nuclear solid family. My ex did as well. So this was kind of a shock to our immediate families, you know, parents and yeah, siblings yeah, too. Um, it, we were the couple that nobody ever would have thought that it, it would have happened to. So, and as good as it is, I, I always in the back of my mind wonder yeah. what the, long-term consequences will be on my kids? I mean, it's a really good question. And um, I'm, I'm racking my brain as you ask, like, who have I seen that's now an adult that was a child? And I can think of three 
kids. Uh, I call them kids still. They're college <laughs> age, roughly, yeah. you know, late teens, early twenties, um, who were uh, like middle school age and younger when I first um, met them. And uh, I think. Uh, I don't know, probably two out of three had a good divorce and one had a pretty bad divorce. And uh, there's not, I don't see a lot of variation between the three in terms of how they're doing. It, it, it's so hard to tell. Mm -hmm. you know? um, I, so I, I guess I'll answer your question in general, if that's okay. Because sure. um, it's just my philosophy on things. And, and, there's, I don't sugarcoat divorce, right? It's not, it, it's not, oh, it's not, it's okay, but it's not okay. Yeah. Like, it's like the death of a, um, a loved one. Like that mm -hmm. happens. It's part of life. Uh, it's not wrong, but it's horrible. You know, yep. you'd never want it and it never goes away. Like you don't get, you, it, you don't get it back what you lost. And that's what I think it's like for kids is the younger they are, the easier or it is to process because it's less heavy. Um, but no matter what the age is, it's like a, it's a major, major loss and change and stress and adjustment. So, I, but I think that as humans, we uh, grow accustomed to those kind of changes, those kind of losses, and and light and learn the new normal. And so, an adult child of divorce, assuming that, that um, the parents generally didn't undermine each other and, you know, create a lot of division. Assuming that, uh, do, do pretty well. Uh, I mean, love their parents equally, have close relationships with the new partners. And I think all of that is pretty reasonable to expect. Um, it's the one factor, and you're probably familiar with the research, but it just is overwhelming evidence that the one factor that is um, you can't, kids are not resilient against or they can't heal from is when their parents undermine each other and they feel put in the middle and um, like they can't love both. Mm -hmm. They have mm -hmm. to choose in, you know, in front of each parent. That's not a, an emotional place that kids or adults, frankly, can process or heal from or feel okay about. And it's bad. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's what we really want to stay away from. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? You can screw a lot of stuff up. And we, <laughs> we all do. As right. Yeah, screw right. Oh, oh yeah. Good day. Yeah. But don't screw that one up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. And that's hard sometimes when, um, you know, and even when I have couples that come in together and want to work through it, sometimes there's so much anger and hate. Mm -hmm. And I just have to keep begging them to make sure that they realize this and, you know. Yeah. And, and parents are, we're all human. It's not like you're perfect. And um, kids can pick up on when you're annoyed or frustrated right. or pissed off at, at their other parent. Um, and you may even say something really stupid that you feel bad about later. Mm -hmm. Just like I, I have four daughters and I say stupid stuff mm -hmm. and I lose my cool and <laughs> uh, things that I regret. It's what you do after. It's you know, right. uh, acknowledging what you did and how that must have felt and saying you're sorry. 
Okay. So Brian, just right there, when you said that, that made it less scary for me because that is what we can tell our clients. So mm -hmm. if you do get angry, let your kids know that that is not what, you know, just be honest yeah. with them. Apologize. Yep. On that note, um, I tell this to parents uh, every chance I get. Um, so we make a parenting plan. It includes ideals like we will never badmouth each other in front of the kids. Yep. Um, and I just say, okay, the expectation here is 75%. Right. 100%. Like, because parents can get laser focused, like, and, and unintentionally sort of, and Kim, maybe you can speak to this, like, gather information like what's your what's your father saying and 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 communicating about me um or, or anything about the other parent and then hold that other parent to this high standard of behavior that's just not i don't think you, no one would want to be held to that standard themselves right 70 percent of the time it works all the time right <laughs> yeah exactly like give, give the benefit of the doubt be willing to forgive own your own mistakes don't yeah. be the police yeah like that's the best way to oh i like that work. one boy i mean i feel like we should put that on a form i might need to re-listen to this don't be the police be forgiving i mean those are those are amazing things and i think just getting again that awareness in their heads so that when it does happen, they can change it. Yeah, and I get that this is this is not easy stuff. This is high level human behavior, um, you know, that requires kind of a black belt, maybe an emotional functioning. Um, and so, but it's like, it's never too late and there's lots of years ahead and make the, like divorce is such a huge, change make that change be a solution and a learning um opportunity right not just to get the hell out you know and right reading and that's hard again i have a lot of i've not been through it i've been married 25 years uh actually 26 this month Whoops. And, and, yeah, <laughs> she she doesn't want to hear me talk so there's no <laughs> way. so i get it um it's hard work uh but, uh, you know, worth it. Absolutely. And honestly, I am so thankful that you were here. And I really do feel, you know, I always think about what's my intention before I start. And it's like, I want to make this less scary. And I feel like you helped us do that. And I will keep referring people to you. And well, Brian, you. I will, I can put in our little, uh, on the episode notes, you know, I can link your website, but if people need to get in touch with you, um, What's a good way? Yeah, my um, website is uh, Minnesota MN Relationship Repair.com and email Brian at MN Relationship Repair.com. And I'm happy to uh, offer free uh, advice or talk about what I do with people if they contact me. Wonderful. Um, and it's been great to talk to both of you and to meet you, Kim. I hope we run into each other in the future. Yeah, oh, I'm thinking fine. we may need to do another one because Kim and I eventually are going to start talking about dating after divorce. And maybe you could, you know. Yeah. Oh, I, I can I can get preachy. <laughs> we'll, we'll for yeah, sure back. have you back. Thank you so much, guys. It was so fun to chat with you today. Thank Love you. Have a great day. Yeah, you too.
We hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. And you know what? If you have an amazing story about a divorce that you have just thrived through, please let us know. And if you are in need of mediation or know someone that does, check us out at lisakoski.com. See you next week. Thank you.